Veterans Day, everyone. On May 26, 1954, President Eisenhower approved legislation making November 11th a national holiday. A holiday where we honor both those from the past and the present who have served our great nation in the military. On today's episode, David and I share a brief history of this day, as well as some information around current military being faced with dishonorable discharge if they refuse to follow the COVID vaccine mandate. The consequences of such an act go far beyond a person's right to choose what's best for their body, religious exemption or not. Could this potentially open us up to more of our liberties being challenged down the road? As polarizing as this may be, it is difficult conversations like this that need to be had. Let's get to it and go full throttle. Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. All right, so yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit today about Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day to all of our veterans veterans out there. Absolutely. I thought in order to get the ball rolling here on this Full Throttle Thursday, talk a little bit about the history of Veterans Day. More of a precursor for me to help me out because I needed to remember exactly what it was. A lot of people get Veterans Day and Memorial Day mixed up, not necessarily in the times, but what they, what not veterans, no, what they celebrate. And if you're a veteran out there, uh, hopefully this is uh, educating me as well. So this is going to be really good. So um, in 1919, Woodrow Wilson named November 11th Armistice Day which uh, was a year after the end of World War I, otherwise known as the Great War. And it was originally designed to be in honor of fallen soldiers from that war. So just the people who had died for their sacrifice and bravery. 1926, Congress adopted a resolution requesting that President Calvin Coolidge issue annual proclamations on that day, November 11th, making Armistice Day a legal holiday. So then people got to celebrate it legally, got that day off. 1945, World War II veteran Raymond Weeks, otherwise known as the father of Veterans Day, had the idea to expand Armistice Day to celebrate all veterans, not just those who had died um, in World War I. So it was all veterans because they'd gone through many other, you know, uh, wars and things of that nature at that point. And officially in 1954, President Dwight Eisenhower signed the bill into law eight and a half years after Raymond Weeks held the very first Veterans Day. And now it's henceforth called Veterans Day. So there, there you, you go. go. A little bit of a little bit of a uh, history November lesson 11th. there. November 11th. And it's not like a Thanksgiving that always falls on a Thursday. This yeah. one rotates. It follows the 11th all around. And that's what brings us to today. So we wanted to talk a little bit about Veterans Day. And we're going to take a little bit of a different angle about that. So let's dive right in. Yeah. So there's, uh, there's some interesting um, uh, ideas that are floating around right now because of COVID and, uh, and they're active serving military, um, which is, I find actually quite disturbing. It's one of the reasons I wanted to talk about this. The idea is this, that apparently what Biden has done is he has said that anybody that uh, declines to get the COVID vaccine that's active military um, is going to be dishonorably discharged. And I, you know, there's, there's so many places to go with this that I, w- I want to just kind of stick to this this one kind of narrative that put the part that concerns me the most. First of all, most Americans 
need to understand, because most people probably do not understand what a dishonorable discharge means. It's the equivalent of a felony. And you you lose your rights to vote in most in most states. You lose all your military privileges, by the way. The benefits, that come <clears throat> all with your it. benefits. Yeah, yeah, your VA benefits, your hospital benefits, your 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 um, your death benefits, uh, the 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 ability to have a, a military funeral. Um, you lose the right to carry or own a gun in the United States, right? Just like right. if you were a regular fel- regular felon. And again, the, the the I don't know if it's every state, but I think it's most states you lose the right to vote. So it it has a long standing, uh, very serious um, consequence sure. to it. It is not uh, it is not just like oh the military said that you know you did something dishonorable and you're getting a slap on the wrist and and that's going to follow you. It has severe consequences in civilian life. It, cha- it changed their. The it changes. Way they, it changes your everything. Life. It ruins them. your life. Yeah, it ruins it. it, it absolutely. Hundred really percent. It also can. It also can. Well, it definitely prevents you from getting any government assistance. Right, you're not going to get any government assistance if you're dishonorably discharged, and your chances of probably getting even civilian loans are greatly uh, uh, reduced. <clears throat> it is. It is like the worst badge of nasty that you could put on somebody. Um, and it is, in my opinion, completely inappropriate in, in this situation. So let me tell you why I think this is inappropriate. And, and I have now said a, a couple of different things about uh, COVID and the vaccines. And I just want to state for the record, I am not an anti-vax person, okay? I'm an anti-mandate person. Sure. Um, and here's the thing with the military. This is where it gets it, it even gets interesting. There's first of all, when you go into the military, you actually do give up some rights. You give up some civilian rights. And one of the things that you have to uh, comply with is you have to you have to get all the vaccines that they give you when you go into the military. Like I remember when I went into basic training, you walk down this line and they shoot you with air guns in your shoulders and you get like 17 different uh, inoculations right and then and there, right then and there, just right like an there. assembly line. They just yes. shoot you. Up. Yep. Yep. You're really? like cattle going through an assembly line. That it's is like fascinating. Doo, 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 I had no idea. Your arms. Yeah. Yeah. And it's no big deal. Um, but you get them and you have to, you have to be willing to, to do that. Sure. So the, the part of the difference here is that when you join now, we're also remember we currently have a voluntary military, right? We don't, right. we're not no in draft. Like a draft situation Correct. or anything like that. So all of our people that are in the military, that uh, are any recent people anyway, that in other words, anybody that did not come in through the draft, you know, back during like the Vietnam era or something, all of the people that are currently in the military are voluntary, right? Sure. From that perspective, which means that when they volunteered, they understood what the what they were giving up. They understood what was required of them. They understood the medical implications. You had to be willing to do these things. Perfectly fine. The COVID thing came after they joined. So this is something that's, that is not part of their original agreement that went in. So I'm going I'm to kind of take two different viewpoints Absolutely. here. One is that, okay, I understand. I don't understand why the government is, is coming down as hard as they are with, this, with the vaccine and with the mandate. There's something about that that concerns me. I'm not a conspiracy person, 
But the way that they're approaching it, whether it's just ignorance or it is a personality thing, I don't know. I just don't like the way that they're dealing with it. I think that they could have been much more effective with vaccines had they actually approached people with a little bit more compassion and empathy instead of just trying to jam things down people's throats, saying that you have to do this, and then giving horrendous consequences to people that are not doing it. That's very alarming to me. But see, this isn't even necessary with the military, right? So currently, there are there are several Navy SEALs. I forget the actual number. Maybe you have the number. That, yeah, that the, we the video at. I was watching recently, they said upwards of 40 Navy 40, SEALs yeah, who are going to be affected. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so, so these guys, gals, these guys... Um, they have a they want a religious exemption right now the military is already given exemptions based on uh, health concerns and a few that were given um uh, concerns that had something to do with oh i'm trying to think well yeah i'll get back to that i'll, I'll remember what that was there were there were two things that went through one was health and the other oh administrative there was a smaller number that for some reason they got an administrative pass I don't, I'm not sure why that is. Um, but here's the thing. They're not going to give any of these religious exemptions. Not only are they not going to give the religious exemptions, Biden wants to <clears throat> kick these people out of the service and give them a dishonorable discharge. So let's, let's just think about this differently. What would have been another way to approach this? One of the ways to approach it, if the government was still you know, sticking with the idea that they wanted everybody in the military mandated to have the vaccine saying to them, okay, so if this is something that you're not comfortable with, you want out, um, that we discharge you. Right. But we're not, but these are people that served and we're, you get an honorable discharge, but you're going to be out. You know, they're going, they're going to let you, they're going to release your commitment from the, from the, 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 the service. The service. Sure. Um, but that's not what they're doing. They're punishing people. And this is, this is what gravely concerns me about what's going on because it's not just the military that's being punished. Although that, I will tell you, as far as I'm aware, that's the most severe punishment that I've seen so far. And what's interesting about this is that there's other people that are in the government that don't seem to have to be mandated to have the vaccine. From my understanding, like people of Congress and stuff are not mandated. Unless that's changed somewhere that I'm not aware. Yeah, I'm of, not sure. But I'm pretty sure that there that there's not a mandate for them. Uh, and I thought that there was some other people that weren't mandated either. But but the, but here's the thing that that is concerning. So you have the current situation is that any businesses that are over a hundred people, uh, they have to be mandated or they're going to get fined, and they're going to get fined big time for this. So. Every company also has their own choice as to whether they want to have their people vaccinated or not. That's a private choice. But the government, the government is punishing people for this. Here's the part about this that this is that's really screwed up to me. This is number one. There is a lot of opinion that that. COVID is not something, like if we were going to mandate a vaccine, COVID is not the, ma- the, the, the disease to mandate a vaccine over. It's not like an Ebola, right? There's probably definitely diseases out there where I would, would 
totally agree with a mandate. Um, but in this situation, based on what I've seen, I don't agree with a mandate. I do think that people really need to consider whether or not that vaccine is something that they want to do. We obviously know that there's side effects, and the side effects are more than what were originally reported. But I think people should have the, the option to do this. But when the government brings in a consequence to this, a, a, a negative consequence, a consequence that is going to impact the lives of people and some people for the rest of their life, there's something about this that's extremely wrong to me. And it is, it is not just the fact that it's the military. It's not just the fact that, that the government disagrees or has kind of a stance on which way that this should go. The idea is that the, when, you bring, when you bring in the idea that I'm going to take somebody who is otherwise a responsible uh, representation of our military, a person who has served honorably in the military, in some cases these people have risked their lives for other Americans in the military, and because they disagree with this mandate, we're going to dishonorably discharge them. That's a mindset. Yes. This is a, and in my opinion, it's a dangerous mindset. And the, and part of what, when I first saw this, I was thinking to myself, I understand the disagreement. I understand that the government sees this one way. Civilians and military people, some see this different. At the last number that I heard, there were 64 million Americans that have chosen not to be vaccinated some of them which have already had COVID and have the antibodies, and we now know that the, the antibodies are stronger in people that have, that have actually had COVID and gotten over it uh, than if you, and you get the vaccine. That, apparently there was a big fight about whether that was true, but it really looks like the reports are saying that that is, that is significantly true. Um, we know that the vaccine is far. For, well, number one, it is not a vaccine that is a forever vaccine. It's not like you're inoculated and that you you're for, you don't ever have to worry about getting this. You won't get this disease, nor do you have to worry about it ever again for the rest of your life. That's not the kind of vaccine right. that this is. There are many, many, many breakthrough cases. It's not even like it's small marginal, right? So originally you were told if you got the vaccine, you wouldn't get it. You're good. Then people get it. And then you were told, well, you could get it, but you wouldn't spread it. Now we know that people spread it, right? So you get the vaccine. It wears off after a period of time. You can still get the, the disease. You can still spread the disease. Right. And, th and they want to take the idea that people that don't get it are the only ones that, that can spread it, right? So it, there's an intimidation factor that's being used here. And then from intimidation, they go into punishment. So the question is to me, that it's, our government becomes dangerous when they're going to take people that disagree with them and punish them. I completely understand if somebody has done something where they have broken the law or, or well, they've broken the law. I mean, that's why we have laws, right? That you're going to deal with somebody in a different way. If you, if you have somebody that's in the military and they've broken the UCMJ, right, the the Uniform Code of Military Justice, uh, they've done something that is considered a dishonorable act. Okay, fine. Then you have to deal with that from a legal perspective. 
but when you're bringing something in after the fact, right? COVID is after the fact, after these people joined. They did not agree to it when they came in. I can understand the disagreement, but give them the opportunity to leave the military if you want to insist that everybody has it. But when you start to go down the road that you're going to punish people, there's a mindset. And the mindset that's that's discerning about this is that we have history in this world. We know where governments go when they start punishing people for disagreeing with them. It is... It is our right, it is our free right in this country. People have fought and died in this country for the right to be able to openly disagree without consequence with our government. And they are now systematically making it very obvious that it is not okay to do that. And if you do do it, you're going to be punished in a way that is extremely uh, affecting the lives of people, whether it's businesses and huge fines or people losing their jobs uh, or people not being able to go to work because the government is saying that you can't do this if you're, if you're, if you're not vaccinated or we're going to dishonorably discharge somebody, which to me is taking this to a completely different level. I mean, the level, T, that this affects somebody's life, it's as if they committed any other felony uh, as a civilian, it, it's it's wrong. I mean, it's it's totally wrong. What's what I find fascinating is that, and I again, I I'm with you. I am completely and totally in agreement. If you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine mandates. They're not for me. I don't. I don't like right. to be forced to do something. Right. Especially you want anybody if, telling you what you got to yeah, put in your body, especially from a government entity. You know. But, Let me ask you a question. Yeah. So so sure. let's say. Let's say that this virus was something like Ebola, where you get it and several days later, your your body's yeah, actually yes, melting in yes. the street. Would you would you go along with the mandate then? Hundred yeah, percent. I would. I would too. I would definitely do it then because I know that this is a matter of life and death. And that I don't mean to sound insensitive because I know people have died from COVID, um, and I know that it, it's a very tragic situation. But at the same time, I also know that I think a lot of those numbers were inflated just to make. It, it was politicized. I, I believe it was used as a political weapon to make uh, Trump look the way he did, make Biden look the way he did. He was going to come in and save everybody. Now we're at the point where I wanted to ask you, because you said this was a mindset, and I love that you mentioned that earlier on in this. Is Because I, I believe wholeheartedly that people are in government to make a difference and to do the very best they can for the people. I have a feeling this is for a certain subset of people, and I also feel like... Right now, Biden is showing his frustrations towards the military even further because Trump was so pro-military. As soon as Biden took office, there were some reversals of things that were happening, and it seems like it targeted the military. And even so, uh, to the point where I feel like this is sort of like an axe to grind of sorts when you start dishonorably discharging people for not wanting to get a stick or a poke. It seems like you're really you're really hurting someone's ability to live a normal life down the road for something that we don't even know fully works in this moment in time. So what I'd like to dive into is that mindset. Like, how did we get here and what's the end game of sorts? Because man, it's a scary situation, especially for these individuals who have served our country so well. And now they're in this position where they're not looking to honorably discharge these folks. They're looking to dishonorably discharge them, take away their benefits, take away their GI Bill access, take away their VA loans for their 
their homes, all of these things, it seems like such a stab in the back and I just don't understand it. Yeah. You know, here, here's the thing. I don't, I don't want me personally, I don't want to assume what Biden's characteristic, um, ethic or value is around the military. But I don't think there's anything wrong with looking at his history when it comes to our military. And what he did with Afghanistan Afghanistan was really deplorable. I mean, he put so many people's lives at risk. We have people that are still stuck over there. I mean, it, it's it's a travesty because it didn't have to be done that way. I don't care what his reasoning was that it was time to get out. It was time to get out. Obviously, it was time to get out. But there was other ways of of getting out without having to put people's lives at risk even more than they already were. I mean, it's really it's really it's really disgusting in a way when you're thinking that these people made it all the way to the end and they lived and then because you did something really stupid on trying to get people to get everybody out the way that you did you lost more more American lives or any life at all for that matter. I mean, it's just it's horrible. But yes, this mindset thing, and and I think that, I think, here's the interesting thing about it. Right now, the only place that he actually can, and this is the part that concerns me, so he cannot currently go after a civilian the way that he's doing this with the military, as far as punishment goes. Sure. Right? He can make it difficult he can he's putting he can put these fines in place make it difficult for companies really put this kind of pressure on but he i mean he would have to literally create some kind of a law that says if you didn't get a mandate you you were committing a felony right which would we know would never get passed right but he can do it without any change at all in the military and the fact that he is taking advantage of that said i mean why would it stop there why wouldn't he then go after doing things in a way where he would make anybody's life th- that punishable because they didn't because they didn't do the mandate? See, once you start going down this road and it becomes okay and people let it happen, there's where is there a place to stop you, right? Because the fact that he's doing this is deplorable to begin with. I mean, to to think that he would punish our our service people this way because they have a disagreement. It's all it is is yeah. a disagreement. They're not hurting the military in any way. They're disagreeing. Oh, and there's another thing. They're actually thinking about charging those SEALs what their training cost oh, to I train saw that. them yes. on top Reimbursing of it. the government yes, because re- of the training they yes, went because through. because of the training because that they Because they went chose through. not to yes. get vaccinated. Right. That's, that, it makes absolutely no sense to me. That's just, I don't see how any of that is even possible. That is so mind-boggling to me that that would even be a thing. And I think you're right. This is This could be the first domino to fall. Like what would stop, you know, the government from moving from the active military sector into the private sector, the public sector and on down the road, because you're right, we get desensitized to it. Oh, you know, that'll never affect me. Go ahead and do what you want to do. I'm not military. This has nothing to do with me. And it sets a precedent. A dangerous precedent. Absolutely. Okay. So, so we have all these people that decline to do this in the military and basically they, they have now committed a felony. Why can't we do it with civilians, right? It is, it's dangerous. 
And the thing about it, the, the, the thing that I want to just raise awareness, like I feel like my responsibility to raise awareness is in the idea that this, to me, this comes down to the atrocity of punishing people for disagreeing with the government. And I know that there's a lot of different arguments to be made, which I'm not, no, number one, I don't feel qualified to make those arguments, but I do feel qualified to speak out as, a, as, a, as an American and as somebody who did serve in the military. Um, this is wrong. And what is this mindset about punishing people that disagree? We can't tolerate that in the United States. When we, because if we tolerate it, we start to turn into a totalitarian government. That's how these things start. It's when people believe that they should be punished in order to stop any thinking that's different than the government so that the government can get away with whatever it is that they want to do. And when you start punishing people, you start turning into... Russia, you start turning into communist countries where you can't, you better toe the line or you're going to be in serious trouble. Yeah. If you speak out against anything, they're keeping track and they can come and shut you down. And I love how you bring in the business side of this. You know, we're primarily talking about, you know, the military and the veterans and whatnot, but you brought in businesses and these vaccine mandates, they want to push down upon businesses. And of course, the large businesses that have more people and they're firing people who aren't getting vaccinated and all these other sorts of things. It seems like everything is hard right now. It seems like everything is difficult right now. So in the grand scheme of things, how do we make peace with what is happening right now and understand that we do have a voice and we should use it for getting the word out about these things. I mean, that's kind of what this show is all about. These, you know, conversations just to try and take a different angle and look at what should we be doing right now to, to make sense of all of this and where does it go from here? Well, I don't think we can make sense out, out of it because, because, that idea is like, oh, well, this makes sense, and then we don't have to do anything. I think people need to stand up. You know, they're they're trying to do an amendment um, to the uh, uh, to the act, the the military act. But tell me the name of yeah, it again. the National Defense Authorization Act, the yeah. NDAA. Yeah, so they want to do an amendment to that, so that it so that what basically what it does is it takes it just takes this off the table, right? right? Dishonorable discharge, right? If there's there's other ways of handling this. Um, that are much more benign, but we, the American people and our, our elected representatives have got to draw a line in the sand when it comes to anything, absolutely anything that represents uh, punishment or unfairness to people just because they disagree. The government does not get to say, you have to agree with this or you're going to be punished. We can have we can have disagreement. We can amount, <clears throat> excuse me, honorable disagreement in this country without having to go down the road of, if you disagree with me, I am going to destroy the rest of your life. None of these people deserve that at all. I mean, in our country, it takes, supposedly, it's supposed to take a lot to, to destroy your life. We give people many chances, right, over and over again to right themselves so that they, so that they can make mistakes and correct themselves and get back going back in the in the right direction. And when you do this, you're basically saying just because you disagree with this one thing and they're claiming that they do have a religious reason for not wanting to do it. We don't have the right we don't have the right to even question that. Right? right. I mean, 
That's one of our rights. Yeah, you, you I don't can. have to explain I don't have to explain or justify my right. Right. I don't. Yeah, you shouldn't. And, have and to. There, there was somebody, one a reporter, I don't remember who it was, said, Well, can you tell us what their grounds for the religious exemption are like how what what are they using to explain this and the senator said they don't have to because it's their right right they, all they have to do is claim that they have a deeply held religious belief that is against this and that's a right that we have you know in this country you know we give people those rights and those rights if those if those rights are not honored because one person says, oh, that's just complete bullshit. They're just using that to get to to get out of this. It doesn't matter what you think about that. You cannot take away a person's right just because you disagree with it. And and to punish people, to severely punish people because they disagree with this is just flat out wrong. And more in, and and I'm saying something about it because I'm at the point where I'm watching our country slip away right through our fingers and there's not enough people standing up and doing something about it. We have got to stand up and do something about it or we're going to lose it. It'll get to the point where we can't turn it around and people, there's a lot of people that don't realize that. This is not, it's not hyperbole, right? It, it, study history. It was not, you know, the Nazis didn't become the Nazis overnight. It slipped away. Germany slipped away one mandate at a time, one idea at a time. Russia, all the all the countries that, that were communist or totalitarian regimes, those things slipped away a little bit at a time until you get to the point where you can't do anything. If people get more afraid and more afraid and more afraid to disagree, nobody will disagree and then the government gets to do whatever the hell they want, right? They yeah, get to do whatever, whatever they want. There, I saw something this morning. I think it's University of Buffalo is literally trying to stop Thanksgiving. They want they're they're putting up this big stink about Thanksgiving being racist, and they think that Thanksgiving should be stopped as a as a holiday. It's like one uh, of our most cherished. It is. Holidays. It's my favorite holiday, and, and they're. And it was because you love the turkey. I though. do love the turkey. Yeah, yeah for sure. <clears throat> of course. But but the, but there are there is a movement within our beloved country where people want to take away the things that 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 are rights and and celebrations that we've had. I agree that there are certain things that have needed to change, but to to punish somebody because they disagree is just flat out wrong and we need to do something to stop yeah, it. Yeah, that's that's super dangerous. We need to I, stop it. I we need, need to, to speak out to stop I it. I had no idea about the Thanksgiving. I'm not surprised. I mean, it's it's clear people are overly politically correct nowadays. They want to just dismantle every little piece of joy that we experience. Right. And that's just another, you know, another notch on in their in their armor that right. they can say, look what we did. And the sad thing is, is the majority of people think that's bullshit, but it's the louder minority of people that speaks out. It's the people like us that need to speak more about these things and say, look, we are open to hearing other things, but at this end of the day, 
we have a voice. We're going to use it. We're going to speak up. We're going to say, look, that's bullshit. Yeah. You know, trying to take away those sorts of things. And for people out there who want to do some more research on what you were just talking about, it was uh, Senator Roger Marshall of Kansas is yes. the individual who proposed this amendment. And it was the, the COVID-19 Vaccine Dishonorable Discharge Prevention Act and the amendment to the National Defense Authorization Act. And he did a press conference about a week ago where he and some of his colleagues discussed exactly what was at stake here. And they even brought up some ex-military who had conversations around, you know, what is happening, why this is happening, how religious exemptions are being almost laughed at at the military at this point, and they are granting zero out of 5,000 for some of these people. And you shouldn't have to justify, if you have a religious exemption, like you said, you shouldn't have to justify the the why of that thing. I say it, I mean it, I'm done. And and yes, and the thing is, is there were other exemptions. There were administrative exemptions and there were health exemptions. So they are allowing some exemptions to go through. Just not the religious But not this one. And that's even a different, I mean, there's even a whole different um, uh, topic there. a, A big concern with the religious, with the rights that people have sure. about their religious beliefs in this country, there's a lot of people that would love to see those those go away. And the thing is, is that even something like that can be debated, but to punish somebody because they're saying that they don't want to do it, and to take away their livelihood, and to take away basically the joy, the happiness, and the security they have in this country for the rest of their lives because they want to make this decision is wrong and we need to stand up and do something. We need to we need to like shout it from the rooftops. This is not okay and we're not going to stand for it. Period. I mean, you want to talk about divisive. I can't think of anything more divisive than this. It's pitting unvaxxed versus vaxxed. It's pitting, you know, left versus right even worse. It feels like this is just a constant state and they I don't know, I don't watch too much news, so I am not the person to be talking about this, but I do feel as if when our previous president was in office, it was all about how divisive that was. Now we've got this new president who just finished up his first year in office, or basically when he was elected, I should say, and now I think we're even further divisive than it was before because of certain things like this, and I don't really know how to make peace with it. Well, in a very strange way, um, there's people that that are... are, yeah, Yeah, so there's this whole divisiveness uh, but it, they're going so extreme with it that even the divisive people are going, this, we've had enough. This is too far. You can't go this far. Right. You just cannot do this, right? Like, we live in a society that's supposed to honor healthy debate, and we figure things out, yes. but not by intimidation. And that's what this is. It's intimidating. Yeah, I think we've lost that. We've <laughs> lost that ability to just have a good spirited debate. I don't have to agree with you and you don't have to agree with me, but we can reach across the aisle, shake hands and say, I really, I will take some of your points yes, and hopefully you will take some gone. of mine. It's gone. It's, it's gone eroded because completely. Because the moment you disagree, if I shoot something across the table where I say you're racist or you're a homophobe or you're a bigot or you're a xenophobe or whatever, the whole attempt is not to come to some kind of an agreement to understand each other, it's to shut you down because right. I don't like with which what it is that you're saying. But it's starting to lose its power because people are like, okay, call me a racist. Right. Call me whatever the hell you want, right? I'm not going to stop fighting for what I believe in. And we need, we need to do more of that. People are starting to stand up, but we need to keep doing it. We need people to keep talking about it so that they do it so that we can put an end to the idea that we, that, you know, 
we live in a society that's free and we and we cherish and honor those freedoms. We can't be punishing people because they disagree. There's there are other options here that harm no one, absolutely no one, um, by giving people uh, those options to opt out of the military in a voluntary military to opt out if they if it starts to do something that goes against what they believe. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of traction this gets. And clearly, the, the Republicans are on board right now to s- get this amendment pushed through. They're most likely going to need some Democrats to come across the aisle to, f- you know, if they do bring this to a vote or whatever it takes to get this put through. But I feel like with something as important as this, because not only does it hurt people's livelihoods, but it also weakens our country. Yeah, it is. But there's Democrats that serve their vets. Ex- also, yeah, hundred percent. Right? Yeah, so that's this, true. They, so that that's, is a that. That's, that'll be something very interesting close to, to see, right? Yeah. Because I don't think, you know, it's just too damn severe. It is extremely you know, It's not severe. like you can brush this under the table and no. say it didn't happen, you know? You're destroying people's lives. Yeah, and when when you like it, you know, when you say, you know, they become felons because that's what a dishonorable yeah. discharge is, yeah. that, you know, you think of the people who are in prison for felonious acts, and here you have these people who have served honorably and they're choosing not to be vaccinated under this mandate, and now all of a sudden they push this through to where they become a felon and they take away their entire livelihood to go forward in their life. I think it's just deplorable, like you said, and I it really is. hope cooler heads will prevail here and good things will happen. You bet. Yeah. So all of that to say, love this conversation. I think it's a very, very important. I love that you are willing to have this conversation with me. I am very green when it comes to this. You served in the military. You know people who have served. I've known people who have served. It's very, very dangerous when things like this come up. But we do know that Veterans Day is a time to celebrate all those people who we know. It's time to honor them. It is. Honor Honor them. them. And honor them in such a way that's beautiful and and powerful. Not this. This is just, like I said, deplorable. So Whether you agree with it or not, there's people that have given their service and their lives for our freedom. And we're not going to make everybody happy, but we certainly don't have to punish people because they disagree. That's wrong. 100%. All right. Thanks, David. You bet. All right. All right. Well, there you have it. Happy Veterans Day to all those in the military who have served both in the past and the present. Uh, We really honor you for your commitment to keeping us safe and doing what you do. And we hope that this conversation really gets people thinking a little bit about what the current administration is trying to do to dishonor these very important people. Uh, Leave us a comment down below. Let us know what you thought about this particular episode. If you have intense feelings about it, we are here to engage in a nice spirited debate about maybe you feel otherwise. We'd love to hear it. We are not here to push our ideas down your throat. We are here to listen and make our country better. Once again, happy Veterans Day to all of our veterans out there. Thank you so much. And we will see you on the next Successful Mind podcast. Be sure and ring that bell and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.